What's good, everybody? Ball Don't Lie Australia, episode 67. I'm your host, Dendon Allen. Joining me as he does every other week is Mal Crawford. Every other week? Uh, the big dog. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Uh, every yeah. other week? What? I'm here every week. What are you talking uh, about? That's got to be our earliest dad joke so far. <laughs> Way to kick things off. Wow. Uh, wow. Please tune back in, everybody. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. Uh, just a reminder out there, if you haven't already, Board Don't Lie Australia, Instagram, Facebook, and also wherever you get your podcasts from, like, follow, subscribe, and of course, what's that other one, Mal? Share. Love that. Sharing is caring, people. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just helping others out because they're missing out on this. This being the show, not Mal's jokes, but eh. I mean, they're a niche market, so <laughs> you might know someone out there that enjoys that. As opposed to your jokes, micro niche. Hilarious. <laughs> Coming up this week, so much has happened. <laughs> I don't even know how to wrap this up. In fact, I do. It's on a podcast, but the NBL, we had a wild, wild weekend. We'll dive into that in just mm-hmm, a sec. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, of course, the NBA, we're going to touch on, but not go into too much depth, all eight round one matchups. A lot of basketball has been played. Let, let's let's kick things off here at home, Mel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The NBA, mm. I mean, we were saying last week, we were talking it up. You know, this come down to the last weekend. We pointed out it's even going to come down to the very last day. Yep. Now, I was kind of wrong. It came down to the second last day, but... Yeah, close enough. The the game on the last day, did it really matter? Yeah, of course it did. So, Tazzy are in. (laughs) I don't even know how to attack this. Mm. Tazzy are in, Perth are not. Let's sort of recap, wind back. How did we get to this point of the NBL's expansion team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just... Jumping, there's my joke, straight into fourth place and making the NBL finals in their first season. Well, let's let's just start quickly with if you have to explain it, it's not really a joke anyway. <coughs> what are we gonna say? Let's wild track back. Oh god, just I don't know. Stop. <laughs> you know, perps behind all the time, who knows? Just let me know when you're done. You're done? Yeah, let's okay. keep it Okay, cool. <clears throat> I think we need to go all the way back to pre-season. Uh, when Remember, you've got a button to do that now. I do. I do. It's not that one. It's ah. that one. I'm getting a bit of PTSD with that button, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Didn't go so well for you last time <laughs> I overused it, did it? <laughs> uh, look, if we went back to pre-season, I... Got it slightly wrong. Um, mm. My prediction on the Wildcat season was they would end end up sixth, um, fifth, pretty close. Uh, yeah, look, at the end of the day, they stumbled. The Jack Jumpers needed to win their last four, and they did. The Wildcats needed to win two of their last four. They did not. They needed to win like three of their nine straight home games. Mm. <laughs> mm. The team that this is, is l- wild stuff. The team that is locked down 
their home court advantage for years. The team that has built this, you know, the jungle. It's the most difficult place to play normally. You know, in NBL, NBL history, it has been the hardest place to go and win. Mm-hmm. And yet they found a way. And the Jack Jumpers, that that all they really had to do was win out and you know one game at a time. And sure enough, that's what they did. Um, just amazing job. I mean, friend of the show, Vic Law, unfortunately not able to complete a second straight season um, by no doing of himself, obviously. But no, it no. that it's the elephant in the room, obviously mm. that. You know, losing these last few games, not having Vic on the floor is a huge part of that. <laughs> you know, he's the second best player on the team. At times this season has been the best player on the team. And not having him on the floor has just hurt them so much. And, I mean, look. But they also couldn't get it. Like, they could have, you know, won the um, Oh, it could have been wrapped up before needed. he got hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, I'm not giving that excuse. However, I am sort of. You know, focusing on this weekend and look, mm. if that game with the Hawks, even with a healthy Law, like that game's a toss-up. Like you can't convince me that if Law played, that's a guaranteed Perth win, especially given how they've played at home. Uh, Southeast Melbourne, <laughs> their second game of the weekend. Yes, uh, with Perth. Maybe you could convince me there, but that it's still a tough team. Like the Phoenix were not an easy out for anybody. And no, and if, you know, we go back two weeks ago, I talked about this, like Phoenix are going to have their pride on the line because mm. they've had, well, the worst fourth quarters of the entire league for big stretch, well, basically the last 10 or 11 games. Like they, you know, where they've had a fourth quarter lead, then dropped them. But this one, mm-hmm. you know, that pride really kicked in. And they were able to get it done when it counted. And you could see it on the social medias, you know, with all the players sharing their, yes, they're out. It's not the season they wanted, but they were sharing with pride, you know, photos of the locker room and, you know, the celebrations that went on because it genuinely meant something to them to end with a win against the Wildcats who, let's face it, they're not a crap team. They never have been in the last, what, 36 years? They have not been crap. And you couldn't really say that about them this year. Um, they had a great, really great start to the season. They just couldn't, you know, couldn't seal couldn't seal enough games towards the end to get them into the finals. And if they're in the finals, well, hell, you never know. But we do now. They're not there. Jack Jumpers get their chance. First time in 35 years. Yeah. I, I knew it was big. <laughs> I hadn't done my research, obviously, but 35 years mm-hmm. without missing the playoffs. That I, I I struggle to think of any other league where that there's a record like that here. Mm. It's just amazing. And to see it all come to an end, especially with nine straight home games, like mm. I, I feel for the Wildcats, I feel for the fans, but at the end of the day, as they headed home... I think they just popped down to second spot on the ladder. But they, they were first before that. And, you know, at the end of the day, they've really got themselves to blame for being in that situation to start with. Yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, they're going to have to have a look in the mirror, uh, retool. They've got the talent there. As I said, like they were leading the league. They can turn around next year and do exactly that, but they'll really need to sit down and assess well, when we, what's we, happened here. When we had Vic Law on the show, they were uh, 8 of 10, you know, flying high. Every, everything was okay, you know. Yes, they just dropped a game, but Vic Law said himself, oh, look, it, it's one game, you know, it's it's no big deal. Um, yeah, things turn into a big deal though when they really needed it to not, and it did, and ah, 35 straight years. Nice streak. It's mm. ended, but it was a nice streak, definitely. Yeah, I mean... You know, just from the Phoenix point of view, because we're, we're, everyone's talking about Perth and Tassie for, for obvious reasons, but as, as you alluded to before, it's good to see them sort of flip the switch there uh, after being down at halftime, and they led the second half and won the fourth quarter, mm. and obviously the money quarter, overtime. So good to see them sort of flip their narrative a bit here, get it done in OT. Even with Creaky not having the best game of his career, uh, Xavier Munford was massive, 24-9. and nine. Uh, Brandon Ashley, once again, 17-6 and six off the bench, just bringing a lot of energy and just overwhelming the, the Cats bench. Uh, most of the time he was on the floor there. So, you know, everyone's going to talk about how bad this is for Perth, how good it is for Tassie, but let, let's give the Phoenix some credit where it's due because they showed up. They didn't care what was on the line and they can go home and say, we, we ended the Wildcats streak. In the jungle. Mm-hmm. So, something for them to hold their chins up on. Uh, one thing I did love, though, Mal, was the video. The the Tassie Jack Jumpers having a watch party of this game. Yeah. Yep. Saw that. Oh, mm-hmm. didn't they love it? And, I mean, it was just so, so wholesome to see that and to know that they're all watching it together and that's what it means to this group. And although it's it's – their team was founded this year. Players were brought in from all over the globe mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. there in one mm-hmm. room watching this one game from their one season together. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholesome content. Definitely. Love it. And especially to they had that come from behind underdog sort of stuff, which ah, Aussies love that. That's why the NBL has, you know, been – all the media around the NBL has been speaking around for the last few weeks. Can the Jack Jumpers do it? You know, can they do it? You know, what's going to happen with this last this last spot? We we love that. Mm. We as Aussies, we froth that, and ah, oh, they did it. It was one of those you know history. Everything, no matter what you want to you know throw at it, everything was against them, and they got it done. Um, they, you know, and they may not. Let's be honest. They may not win another game, but it'll be hard. Even if they don't win another game, it'll be hard for the Jack Jumpers not to feel as if, you know, what we had a great season, mm. you know, and walk away from it really chuffed and as they should. Yeah, and I, everyone's favorite coach right now is is Roth, obviously, and just. If he doesn't win Coach of the Year, oh. which I called, hello, <laughs> uh, it'll be a gosh darn travesty. A gosh darn travesty. Yeah, and just seeing not just his passion for the game and the way he leads the guys, but 
you know, the post-game speech to the fans and thanking them and saying, no matter what happens the rest of the weekend, thank you. And, mm. I mean, it's all worked out well and they will see them again at home, but just everything he touches turns to gold right now. So you got to love it. you got to love it. Uh, and they, they really did take care of business with United and I know I sat here on the pod last week and joked of like, Oh, maybe Delhi will sit out with this and that. And suddenly he had a dental procedure, <laughs> which I didn't predict. <laughs> but uh, poor Delhi had a dental procedure, so he couldn't couldn't make the trip across the, the little ditch there. And uh, right. Dave Barlow as well. And look, United I, just didn't seem too interested in this one, to be honest. Two weeks ago, I talked about the exact same thing as, as in which will they want to do. Mm. Will they want to go in there and smack the guts out of them and it for themselves and end up with the Wildcats? Or will they pull back a little bit and just leave it up to the basketball gods, see what happens? We got the ladder and, hey, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, well, I mean, JLA, cardio, 12 points, 8 rebounds. Goulding, cardio, 2 points. Uh, zero five from the field and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say that a professional organization and professional athletes didn't try in a game, but they just didn't seem like they were ever going to fight back from being down. Uh, it just wasn't quite there. And look, as we've said, like it might be a case of be careful what you wish for because instead of having a hobbled, banged-up Perth that can't win at home and without their second-best player, you've now got... A pretty well fully healthy Tassie team. Obviously, still no uh, Magne there, but he's been out for a long time now. Uh, and they're pumped up. They're fired up. Obviously, the crowd down there is just going to be wild as well. But the Jack Jumpers obviously see something in Magne because they've signed him for two more years. Another two so. years, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be careful of NBA out clauses. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. you know, it is a man who has played on an NBA floor and... As fans of the game and of Aussie basketballs, we hope he gets back there one day. Um, but good to see him locked up there with Tassie. <laughs> locked in, I should say. Not locked up. It's not a prison sentence. Uh, I'm really excited, though. As you're listening to the pod, if, you, if you're listening on drop day, which is Thursday, uh, series of Tassie in Melbourne tips off this evening. So get around it. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, first game will be in Melbourne. Uh, it's at 7.30 Eastern time tonight. Um, before on Friday, the, the Kings and the Hawks, who snatched home court from the Kings, mm. they'll be tipping off on the Friday. I mean, the Hawks kind of sent a message there, didn't they? Kings certainly did. Look, the Kings, are they've been resting players. <laughs> There's no way around this. <laughs> Jalen Adams has set out a few games. Drell Martin set out a few games. Jalen Adams set out of this game against the Hawks. Uh, Drell Martin came off the bench, didn't do a whole lot. So... I don't think the Kings, for whatever reason, are too worried about home court. I mean... No, and you yeah. do have to remember, too, that these two teams have... It's the closest as we get um, outside of Melbourne to a hometown rivalry because, mm. you know, they are so close. When, they, when Illawarra goes to the Kingdome, you know, you get fans from both sides and, you know... At, at, that goes the other way too in the snake pit, but it's oh, it's going to be a really 
it shapes up to be a really good series. Yeah, I mean, we're not huge advocates for gambling here. We always say bet responsibly. The Kings just came off a 13-game winning streak, and they are $2.05 to win this game. That is crazy stuff. I know they're on the road, but geez. <laughs> In saying that, though, the Hawks, they are at home. They have the gorge. They have a stacked roster. Mm-hmm. That series is going to be fun. It's There's going to be multiple overtimes, I think. Uh, yeah. Look, and it doesn't matter who wins. If there's multiple overtimes in a final series, everyone wins, mm. in my mind. Like, if you can get multiple OTs, oh, as a basketball fan, how is that not? Just the bees of the knees. All right, predictions. Mm. United and Tassie, who wins? How many games? Best of three, of course. Look, I'm going to ride this, you know, I'm going to ride this Jack Jumpers thing until it it ends. Give me the Jack Jumpers, but it'll take three. It'll definitely take three. Um, Right. (laughs) 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 I'm also riding the Jack Jumpers uh, momentum here, but in a Different way. I'm giving them their home game as a win. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll, I'll take United 2-1. Wouldn't be shocked uh, if Brooms came out, though. But, hey, when, when a team is this hot, playing with this much passion and energy and belief, anything can happen. And we've seen all year, Tassie, if they get white hot, it's over. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Mm. Um, but that's the, that's the fun thing when you live and die by the three is – when they are oh, ice cold, yes. they are ice tray young cold. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but, you know, heck, I'm happy to roll into it. Let's right. let's dance. Let's do this. Hawks versus the Kings. Uh, see, I'm torn here because I used to be a big fan of the well, Kings. Yep, there's one of two options. Uh-huh. And, but I'm a, a big Gorge fan. Oh, aren't we all? And what he's done with you the Hawks. You mean Ro- Rose Gold Gorge? <laughs> That's true. I should have put the respect on it mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. with the tongue of basketball knowledge. Um, uh, look, give me the Hawks again in three. Well, we uh, disagree on both series, but we do agree on all of them going to three games. So. Mm. So I'll say it on wax. There you go. Kings in three. Yep. So I mean, look, He'll still try and swerve from it if it you know doesn't. Well, get it's down an there. interesting pick, isn't it? Like I mean, you've got you're taking the Hawks who will have game three at home. Yeah. Whereas I'm taking the Kings who have been red hot the last few months. In a you know when all the bickies are on the line, so interesting picks either way. To be honest, uh, so we'll see how that all shapes out. So now you're tipping a Tassie and Hawks. Uh, grand final, I'm tipping a United and Sydney. Um, I've made no secret who I'm tipping to win the whole thing, uh, yep. but I won't ask you until we know the grand finals, Mal. I'll, I'll be fair. Unless you want to really ride this Tassie wave. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Heard it here first, baby. <laughs> uh, look, let's let's not be too wild. Mm. Um, I, I guess you are saying it's going to be Tassie and the Hawks, though. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to jump in now or leave it for now? I'm okay. Okay. I'm fair, okay. Fair. Yeah. 
That's all right. It's good to be a bit chicken. You've given me enough rope there, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to hang myself. It's all good. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's jump across the big ditch over to the states. The NBA playoffs are in full. America. I believe that leads into a song we cannot sing on this. Ew, it, 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 well, yes, it does, but still. But a movie this new generation just will never get. They just they won't get it. <sighs> so good. It was a vibe. So good, yep. All right, we'll keep it moving. What we'll do, we'll, same as last week, we'll go through each series. We won't go in super depth, but maybe just give a couple thoughts each mm-hmm. on, on what mm-hmm. we're seeing. Getting things off in the West. The Suns and the Pels locked at 2-2. Suns got their first game without Booker done in they they won. However, the Pels, they've leveled the series here. It's 2-2. So what we're seeing is Chris Paul kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. It's like he's 37 or something. And yeah. Jose Alvarado, <laughs> the thief in the night, he is giving CP3. Fits. Yeah. And after watching Chris Paul make a career for himself doing that to other people, it's quite funny to watch. And look, Brandon Ingram is on one right now. Mm-hmm. He is the sleepy-eyed assassin. Very T-Mac-ish, but in a different way. I mean, <laughs> well, T-Mac was known for the sleepy eyes and not showing a lot of emotion on the court, except if you score 13 points in 30 seconds for the win. Um, but other than that, I mean, Ingram's the same. Like, he's getting bucket after bucket here. He's leading the team, and he's not showing a lot of emotion, which is very Ingram-ish. Mm. But the atmosphere in, is it the Smoothie King Center still? The yeah. Pelicans home arena? The energy's electric in there. And I think this has surpassed anything Anthony Davis saw in that arena. I think you'd have to go back to those Chris Paul, David West kind of kind days to see this energy in the building. And it's just so much fun to watch. I mean, this trade for CJ McCollum has been fantastic for them. And I, I questioned it. I'm on wax questioning it at the time of like, mm. cool, you've got another bit. But yeah, what's that going to lead to? And it's leading to an electric offense. <laughs> And Phoenix just have struggled to keep up in the last couple of games. And they're, they're really missing book out there, in my opinion. Definitely. But if you're a Pelicans fan, you're just playing with found money at the tuck shop, aren't you? Like, the face of the franchise hasn't stepped on the court this year. Yeah. Um, the guy who was, was it guaranteed or the head of the GM was like, yeah, no, no, Zion will be back. Opening night, he'll be there. Haven't seen him the entire season, and yet somehow they've... He's had his face and jersey all over their season membership packages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And somehow they've found their way through the play-in, into the playoffs, and now they're in a series. Mm. Uh, 2-2. It's three games to go. You know, Yes, they've got, a, you know, they've got a win too, obviously, mathematically, but still... Herb Jones is becoming one of my favorite role players in the league as well. He's going to have a long career. I think it was two or even three times he blocked three-point attempts in their last game. Mm. And it's crazy stuff. It's it's unbelievable. And he he's locking down the perimeter but also making plays at the other end as well. And 
boy, oh boy, <laughs> his contract's going to be very nice moving forward when they're paying Ingram, McCollum, Zion, if they pay Zion, uh, and guys like Valanciunas as well. Yeah, but if you're Zion, you know, and you weren't thinking, you know, necessarily crash hot thoughts about the Pels mm. earlier in the season, you've got to be thinking, all right, no matter where these guys go with it from here, I'm going to get back in there. Like, I'm really going to get myself back on the court. And next year, we're going to to the moon, baby. And if mm. you're not thinking that, well, then I, I can't help you. That's you, you give them a, a defensive-minded pass-first point guard and a healthy zone coming back. Yeah. Gee whiz. <laughs> they, they'll win a lot of games next year if they play like this. So that's been fun. Uh, still got another two games left, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, sorry, another three games to play. It's a best of three now, as is the next series we're going to talk, the Grizz and the Wolves. Ooh. It's come down to a best of three. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I honestly think, you know, you bring up weekly at the moment the asterisks I've put on this series, but I think they've all been proven correct, if I'm honest, in that anything can happen in this series. It's not a traditional 2-7 matchup, and anything and everything has happened. I mean, we've had blowouts, we've had 25-point comebacks, we've had twice in the foul fests, we've had three-point shootouts. Anything you want, you've gotten in this series. And look. Pat Bev mind snap. Oh, per game. <laughs> Sitting at 2-2, best of three, anything can happen here. All I'm going to say is game four, I was not happy. Neither was coach Taylor Jenkins. All I can say about him coming out, he got a fine, $15,000 for comments made. Google Taylor Jenkins commenting on officiating. You won't find another video. It's the only time in three years. And he blew up. And look, I think he had a good reason to. And the referees, this goes both ways, by the way. I'm not just saying, oh, poor Grizzlies, blah, blah, blah. The referees are killing the series. We're just watching free throw fests. It's so boring. You know what they're averaging per game in this series for free throws? What do you think is a normal number for free throws per game? We'll start off with that. Uh, in the NBA, probably, oh, nowadays, geez. Uh, for both teams combined. As in trips to the line or actual free throws attempted? Attempted. attempted. Uh, I can give you the number. I 27. Wanna, that's a bit low. It, it's generally in the 40s. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Mm. This series is averaging 62. Ugh. The game the other day took nearly three hours. The referees are killing this series, and I can't watch it. The whole Grizzlies starting five was in foul trouble in the first quarter within eight minutes. The Grizzlies used 12 players in the first quarter. First quarter, 12. Were they playing illegal defense? I mean, did they touch the other team? Sure. But, oh. Look, I'm not one to usually go at officiating. Neither's Coach Jenkins, but that was atrocious. And to lose by, look, it says one. We lost by four. Desmond Bain hit another stupid three as the buzzer went. But to lose that close of a game, when I think, was it Cat 
himself took 16 free throws in the first quarter. It was something ridiculous. Or it might have been eight. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so angry. I can't even research. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I would really like for these last three games to be determined by the players on the court because that's what we want to watch is basketball. We, we don't want to watch – I don't want to watch the Grizzlies shoot free throws all game, let alone watch the damn Timberwolves. Get that rubbish out of here. <laughs> it, it's got the potential to be so much fun if they just let the kids play. Just let them play. Not everything has to be a foul. All right. Okay. You done now? You, you've had your little rant? <sighs> <clears throat> you karma? I'm feeling good. I, I'm feeling okay. good. As far as like predicting the next three games, my stance remains. <laughs> we, we might win the next two games. We might lose the next two games. Might go all three. Who knows? It, it's just one of those series. So it's been fun to watch despite all the fouls. But. Well, and Minnesota have typically, as we've talked about here on air, they've been a bad matchup for your Grizz mm. for what feels like not just this season. but you know, Last couple, yeah. Um, so, but no excuses, just asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. They are different, right? <clears throat> that message is not endorsed by both <laughs> Dan and Mal. Just Dan. Oh, uh, come on, Grizz. Well, I guess as you're listening, Be better. Uh, game five has happened. So either am being really sad right now or really happy. All right, next series. Mm-hmm. We were pretty quick to get the brooms out here, mm. we had to put them away. Very momentarily. The Nuggies take a win back off the Warriors. Jokic finally had his crew show up and help him out a bit. Yeah, he needed help. Oh, big needed time. help. Came in the form of Monty Morris out there. Uh, Aaron Gordon was a lot better as well. And obviously Jokic was out of his mind. With his, I think it was 37 points in, in game four there. But... Didn't want to go down as the first MVP to get swept in the playoffs. And that will not happen uh, as they've won a game. Nice. Yeah, well, look, I mean, our guy Cammy P will be pretty happy out there. Yeah, they won a game, but let's be honest. Gentlemen sweep incoming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of uh, debacles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the Mavs and the Jazz <coughs> yes, had this weird thing of, like, the Jazz in the first bit of this series just not caring. Then Luca comes back. Suddenly the Jazz care again, and Donovan's throwing lobs to go bear for the win, <laughs> and, you know, they're all best buds again. And uh, uh, Game five rocks up here, and the Mavs just blow the Jazz out of the building. Smoked him. And, I mean, that's <coughs> this is a 4-5 matchup. A team should not be up by 30 points in mm. a pivotal game five. I mean, the Jazz just don't care out there. They just they look disinterested. The Mavs are doing whatever they want. And, yeah, look, we don't need to go into it again, but this Jazz team might be done and dusted. Well, you know things are bad when the, the Knicks head office is sending representatives to talk to your style while they're still in the first round of the playoffs. Like, yeah, so apparently tampering is not a thing anymore. Yeah, just totally go for it. No big deal. You know, have at it. Whatever. Except if you're the prison bullets, then you're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting everyone. It's fine. Uh, yeah, look, 
uh, Mavs just smacked them in this one. Mm. Um, and it feels like they're sure to win one of these next two. Mm. So, Jazz, maybe this is the point where they blow it up. Or you got to imagine if they're not blowing it up, they're firing the coach and going from there. That, that's, that's kind of the – after this many – Playoff runs that aren't mm. you know, really deep enough. It's blow it up or fire coach. They're the two plays you run in the NBA when you're in this situation. Well, what I'm thinking here is it's a league made for shot makers and shot creators. Donovan Mitchell's drawn a lot of comparisons to Dwayne Wade throughout his career so far. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade has bought part of the team here. If I'm a betting man, I'm saying enjoy your next trip, go bear. And I'm saying good luck in the new coaching search. But we, we will see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll be shocked if they do part ways with Donovan. But go bear and Snyder, they, they might have a few bags packed already. Trade opportunities are available. Yes, yes. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, anything else on the West there, Mel? Anything you want to? Discuss before we move on to the east. No, let's let's head out east, eh? Let's so soon. I just calmed down. I've got to get on my soapbox again. Hi, horse. <laughs> All right. Well, before we do that, I'll just keep my blood pressure down for a little while longer. The Heat and the Hawks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting series. Well, it <laughs> when you look at the three-one to the Heat, it's not really, but I kind of felt. In the first quarter of game four, I know it's a bit weird to say first quarter, but the Hawks were doing a really great job. And I thought, especially in the current NBA. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, the Hawks might go on with the job here and, you know, tie it up 2 2, heading back to Miami. But Jimmy and the Heat, they said no. Nah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jimmy, he's just a different beast in the playoffs, isn't he? Some years. I mean, well, look, I. Depends how you want to look at it. Of the last two, one out of two. Oh, you went to the finals the year before that. Yeah, of the last two, as in this one and last year. Yeah, and went to the finals the year before that. Yep, and that's not what I'm talking about, but okay, that's okay. Okay, okay, okay. <coughs> I thought he was, Recency bias. Thought he was awesome on. then. Oh, he was definitely awesome in the year they went to the finals, but that's I mean, not he, what he I'm lost talking to about. the Lakers. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm talking the last two. Like, okay. This year, it feels like it's playoff Jimmy again. Last mm. year it didn't, um, and obviously the year before that, yes, it definitely did. But this year, playoff Jimmy's back. I mean, he's giving you those 30-point games. He's playing defense. He's getting steals, blocks. Oh. Straight fire. He's just – those lights turn on and Jimmy's just another beast. And this Heat team, I'm still not prepared to put Jimmy in that superstar conversation. I don't know why. Maybe because he doesn't do it in the regular season, but without a true, genuine, they have an absolute superstar on their team, they also look like they are the best team in the playoffs. As in, that's the one team I would not want to bet against because they are deep, they are tough, and they are just going to grind you down until they win the game. And the defense they're playing on Trey Young, I mean, he's out in the social saying, I haven't been guarded like this since I was in high school. And it's like, well, yeah, this is what the playoffs are about. I mean, 
You've seen Trey Young. You've seen Ja Morant. You've seen Kevin Durant. Like, when the whole defense hones in on you in the playoffs, it's not going to be like a regular season anymore where you get your shots up. No, and traditionally in the playoffs, it's uncomfortable. They get in your face. They're they're hitting you. They're going after you. Mm. They're not just sending one. They're sending two. They're gonna. Uh, they're also gonna play through you defensively and really make you feel um, some of these you know defensive stops that they're going for. And that's what makes playoff basketball so good. Mm-hmm. And traditionally has done anyway. So nice to see uh, Ice Trey get a get a taste of it. Um, hopefully, he then you know. Really turns it on in the future. Obviously, you know, being three one down, statistically, your year's done. It's going to take one hell of a performance to get this back. But you know, it, this won't be his final playoff performance. This won't no, be no. his final playoff series. There's, there's no way. So hopefully, he you know, retools to this and changes elements of his game and finds an extra bit of tick and fire and fires back. Because Jimmy Butler's definitely doesn't need to find more fire or extra tick at the moment. Okay. It's time. It's time. The only sweep of the playoffs in round one goes to your boys, the Celtics. What, what? They're showing out. Mm -hmm. They wrecked the Nets, absolutely pounded them. Not really... Happens on most street courts. Not true blowouts, but still, the Nets did not win a game. Even at home. Swept. Yep. Getting swept is getting swept. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, my favorite one and done Duke player, Mr. Tatum. He's emerging as a superstar. I wouldn't say for the first time, but he's, he's like a Jimmy Butler character, isn't he? Like cruising on through the regular season, doing enough. The bright lights come on and hello. And just uh, watching him go. He, he also does have some moments in the regular season. Let's yeah, moments. <coughs> yeah, I said moments. Moments. Uh, I didn't I agree say with that. consistently high fifty point games. I mm. said moments. But moments. yes, he uh, he's a different beast. Um, and oh, so good. Uh, as we talked about in our playoff previews, this is you know predicted that this would be of completely different series to Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets last year Mm. and was, you know, some deals were done, trades were made. We, we as in the Boston Celtics have refound our defensive. And yeah, Nets just did not have an answer. Not, not a consistent game winning one. anyway. Yeah. And look, you had the ben, whole Ben Simmons saga pop up yet again. Um, there was that funny... Uh, <sighs> sorry, but, sorry, but continue. That yes. funny image going around of uh, him saying, it was like from a Sixers series saying, watching the team get swept sucked. I'm never doing that again. Oh, we were doing it again. Awkward. In fact, not correct. Because I didn't see him courtside, so maybe he wasn't watching. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean... How bad is it that that sort of stuff gets questioned? I have done nothing on this show but support Ben Simmons. Uh Uh-huh. And I've gone (laughs) after the low-hanging fruit. I I don't know if I have anything left. 
I really don't. Come on. Come and join the dark side, baby. I'm giving him one month next season. Ugh. One month. See? But I'm giving him by the end of November. You can write it down. <laughs> if he's not back performing like an all-star by the end of November. He might not be playing by the end of November. Come on, buddy. If, if that's the case, for no good reason, I'm done. But given circumstances, I'll give benefit of the doubt yet again. <laughs> but oh, not that he cares one bit, but he's on thin ice with me. He's on very thin ice. 36 million mm. to not suit up once. Yeah. Must be tough. Must yeah. be tough. Uh, apparently has a really high ceiling. And I can tell you this. the floor cannot be lower. Not sure if I've said this on wax or not, but I have said this in public spaces. If it comes out that this mental health stuff is being bunged on, he's dead to me. Dead to me. Mm. So absolutely gets benefit for the doubt with that. But if it ever gets comes out that it was all a facade to not play, whew, yeah. Yeah. Better book aside 15 minutes on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let that be said, but benefit the doubt, and if it is true, then hopefully he got or gets the help he needs. But don't want to talk about Ben Simmons anymore, and I'm sure you don't either. Oh, come on now. All he's got to do is suit up for the boomers, and then we can talk. <laughs> then, that's his get-out-of-jail-free clause with me. Like Until then, though, I'm, mm. I, I'm where you were a year ago, it feels like. <laughs> But, yeah, come to the dark side. We've got cookies. I'll stay somewhat in between for now. Kevin Durant. I am on wax KD. many times. Yes. Saying that he is the greatest offensive weapon I've ever seen in the NBA. Uh-huh. By no means am I taking that back. But well, you're, not the, you're also not the only one to believe that. Like it's, Oh, no, it's know. definitely not a bold claim. No. <laughs> It's not an outrageous claim by any stretch of the imagination, but look, he was awesome today. 39-9-7, shot 42% from the field. He did about as much as he could, okay, despite his struggles all of the series, really, the other three games, he struggled. Didn't look too interested in getting the ball and attacking. I mean, it is hard. Every time he touches the ball, there's Tatum. There's Rob Williams, there's Al Horford, there's Marcus Smart sniffing around. It's it's what Ja Morant is learning now as well, is that when you're the focal point of a defense and a team that plays really good defense, things are tough. Mm. And Durant has found this series tough. He went out gunning today. I respect that. 39 points when the Celts were probably giving him everything they could again. I respect that. And I maintain greatest offensive weapon we've ever seen when fully engaged. And he had similar performance against the Bucks last year when they needed it. He gave everything. Like mm. he left it all out there on the court. You know, came up short or long, depending on how <laughs> you you know want to look at it. Um, but left it all on the court. Didn't you know didn't go missing, wasn't hiding, really went for it. Kyrie Irving. Why do I feel as if you're coming over to the dark side again? Another person I have relentlessly defended uh-huh. on wax. Uh-huh. Not not his worldviews, but as a player, 
Dookie. So, you know, got to look out for the Dookies. I don't want to hear no more of this Mamba mentality from him. None of it. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't wear the shoes. Don't make references. Do not ever say the words Mamba mentality again. You do not have it. His play or unwillingness to, to take control of these games and to get shots up and, you know, just sort of die on his own sword, That it's not Mamba mentality. He wasn't showing it. And... Look, you look at the box score today, 20 points, took 13 shots. I can tell you now, in the third quarter, he had seven shots attempted. And by the time he started gunning away, it's probably all over. Reason why I say don't want to hear this mumba mentality anymore, because it's a big thing that means a lot to him. And I get that. That's fine. But in terms of his mentality on the court, I, I want to ask you a question, Mal. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see from your perspective what you think on this. Kobe's least memorable playoff performance, what would you say it would be? Uh, Look, he didn't have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> what would be, would you say, one of his worst games he's played? Uh, I think as a Celtics fan, this isn't difficult. Uh, well, I know, I'm pretty sure I know the answer you want. <laughs> Oh, I want the answer you want. <laughs> it's not the one you're thinking. What is it? Oh, oh there was a couple. That's go on. You know. Go on. I'm listening. Uh, I'm all ears. Well, I know that, where we're going to end up. Was that there was that piston series? You know. Yeah, he, yeah. Young Kobe. Yeah, with with Shaq. Really, they should have gone through Shaq more. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, there was all sorts of behind the scenes stuff. You know, going on there. Ah, um, yes. <laughs> Um, uh, Well, there was the toilet meeting as well. (laughs) But, uh, you know, not a euphemism, kids. Um, Where all the players kind of had a meeting in the toilets to get away from all the media and everything. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, But, you know, the one you want, uh, 08 game... 10? 010, sorry, yes. uh, Let's try that again. 010... Game seven. That's the one? That's the one you're after? Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, why would you say that was his least memorable game in the playoffs? Like, why would you say that? Oh, he just disappeared. It, well, he disappeared. It, it felt like he, he disappeared. Okay. He led the game in scoring. Mm-hmm. He led the game in shots attempted. So, Well, that's classic Kobe, though. It is. Shots attempted, tickety-boo. Took 24 shots. <laughs> Shot 25% from the field. Nearly got 24%. Uh-huh. So crush. So close. My point being, that's considered his worst game in the playoffs. And it wasn't because he disappeared and like got away from the moment. Mm. He was there for it. The shots didn't fall. He took the most shots. He scored the most points. But it's widely regarded as one of his weakest, if not worst, playoff performances. Which I agree with, by the way. And Ron Artest absolutely sort of save the day there in game seven, but. Well, it was also towards the end of his career and it was one of those moments where it's always noticeable when the teammates come to help someone like Kobe. Mm. Uh, it's always a lot more noticeable um, than, you know, Jason Tatum, for example. When the other teammates, you know, step up, you know, you, you see that quite often. It's totally okay. He, it's 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 not a big deal but that 
that mamba mentality from my perspective was always that, you know, shots going up, you know, I'm the one who works hardest off the court, I should be the one working the hardest on the court, you know, that sort of idea. Yeah, and so I guess that's where I link in with the Kyrie stuff of how are you going to say you've got mamba mentality when you just sit there and watch your team lose? Sorry, are we talking about Kyrie or Ben now, which we're still on Kyrie? <laughs> well, I mean, until like in the first three quarters of the game, Seth Curry had, I think, four more shots than Kyrie. Nick Claxton, their bench <laughs> rim runner, had nearly, I think it was one or two shots less than Kyrie in the third quarter. And I'm just sitting there like, bro, what are you doing? Like, And I'm taking nothing away from Kyrie's talent. He's widely considered, you know, one of the best scorers under the basket in league history. And look, I, I struggle to disagree with that, as I've said on Wax. But when you just sit and watch this series pass by like that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of have – I've lost a bit of Kyrie love during this series. Yeah, and look, you've got to look – you've got to take a step back to um, – and, and we did it here on the show preseason – we both got caught up in you know what the Lakers and the Nets were doing, mm. you know, assembling you know the infinity stones of you know older players, yada 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 yada, and two seasons in a row, it it hasn't worked. While the Nets were definitely you know, much better last year and were just. Kyrie or even a James Harden, like, healthy-ish game away mm-hmm. from taking down the Bucks, you know, it really hasn't worked this season. It has not worked. So, And there's, you know, there's lots of elements to that, but are they going to run this again with a similar idea? Are they going to change it up? Or, you know, next year will be very interesting for the Lakers and the Nets. Um, but, as I say... It's definitely next year. They're done this year, both teams. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll see how the Nets retool, reload, take nothing away from Kyrie and KD's talent. It's it's there. Just were they up for this moment? And, and look, give full credit to the Celtics and their defense and game plans as well. I mean, you, yeah. you don't sweep these guys by accident. I mean, like, regardless of their roster – You'd be a fool not to give KD and Kyrie a game in the playoffs. And the Celtics just took full control of this game. And look, this fairy tale run for your boys continues. I mean, they looked like they were going to be playing contenders a couple months ago. And here they are, second spot in the East, sweeping their first round matchup. Mm, Onwards and upwards. And total flip from being 4-1 down Mm. last year, this year, 4-0. Very similar team, uh, but we've changed a lot, as in the Celtics. Mm-hmm. A hell of a lot. And, yeah, look, let's be honest, sky's the limit. Um, you know, you're still in the playoffs till you're not. And currently we're the first ones through. So things are looking good. Things are looking up. Oh, It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. Well, just having a look at uh, your potential next round matchup, uh, the Bucks or the Bulls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton goes down. 
And we think, okay, well, this just got interesting, didn't it? Mm. And the Bulls just, they might be begging for Middleton to come back because <laughs> in the two games without him, it's just not even been competitive, really. And the Bucks are just ripping the Bulls apart without Middleton. And, I mean, we're, we're talking at home in Chicago. The Bucks just run them out of the building and they, no one does, but they really have no answer for Giannis and he's just getting what he wants. And look, another shout out to one of my favorite Dukies, Grayson Allen. He's had two really big games here in Middleton's absence. He's stepping up off the bench. He's hitting shots. I think he's scored in the 20s both games here. So just being that perfect plug and play guy, uh, which is very one of the reasons why I was sad the Grizz lost him, but, you know, it, it's these role players and glue guys that step up in the playoffs and they're the difference makers. They are. Um, you've also got Giannis. <laughs> the biggest difference maker possibly yeah. in the league. But when you then sprinkle that, like they did last year, they they had, you know, obviously you had your, you know, your, your holiday and your, He's out now. You just mentioned him. Absolute brain. Middleton. There you go. Middleton, um, you know, that were the big two. But then you had your other guys as well who all stepped up. They feel as if they have another team this year. Some changes, but they've got a mixture. Key guys, role players, bench, glue guys. Even without Middleton, it it's hard to look at them and think, you know, that they, they suck because they obviously don't. Uh, I mean, Bucks Celts, that's going to be a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't see many scores over 100, I don't think. No. And like with the Celtics' <coughs> defensive you know, defensive mindset, maybe, maybe we can slow Giannis. I think that's the best you can realistically <laughs> hope for. Yep. Um, but <sighs> even if we can do that, that's a win. Mm. Uh, that guy is a freak. Greek freak, but freak. There it is. There you go. <laughs> All right. Last series. Can the Raptors do the unthinkable? Can Doc Rivers also do the unthinkable? <laughs> I was... Uh, oh, <laughs> If man. you didn't go there, I was going <laughs> to... Is it happening? Is this actually oh, happening? Oh, fingers crossed. Three zip. Suddenly find themselves still up, but it's 3-2, baby. And heading back to Toronto for a game six. Yeah. <laughs> this is what he do. This is what I mean, he do. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not a Sixers fan, but I feel for them. I feel for Sixers fans because they're actually watching this happen with Doc Rivers again. again. <laughs> they're seeing James Harden go missing when it matters most. And quite frankly, they're seeing what happens when Embiid doesn't shoot ten thousand free throws a game because mm. that's all. That's the difference. You, you go through the box scores and everything's a bit Groundhog Day except for Embiid and Harden's free throw attempts. And suddenly, the momentum shifts completely the opposite way. Surprise, surprise! But what it's showing me is when these two teams are just playing basketball, it's going Toronto's way, which is. Bit concerning. 
Especially someone who's on waxes saying Embiid and Harden's going to be a problem. Definitely yeah. was not a bold claim at the time. <laughs> I do. Now it might be. <laughs> now, let me put this out there as an idea for what could happen. Now, remember when everyone was losing their minds over the Ben Simmons trade and you had two camps. The first camp was, oh, my God, Brooklyn are now going to... And then the other camp was, oh, the 70... They've just handed it to the 76ers. Mm. And... I love the idea of both teams getting knocked out in the first round. <laughs> it's all just, just come to absolutely nothing. Fire and ice. <laughs> Boom. Oh, look, I I think the Sixers will get it done. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> if they do get through this, though, I mean, hello, Miami. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you think Miami's is going to foul and beat all game and let him shoot... 30 free throws, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, it is not looking good for the Sixers as they are currently presenting themselves. But but it does fit into the rumour of, was it Lakers looking for Doc Rivers to coach them next year? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they want to... This guy is a perennial choker. Because they want to get 3-1 up in a series and lose? <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, that's definitely a golden step towards that goal. But, oh, the thing is with the Sixers, okay, they haven't played great. You've still got a current MVP front runner Mm -hmm. with someone who was in that position not even two years ago. Mm -hmm. If they do get on a roll, if, if they do get on a roll, they're going to be tough. But they just haven't quite worked it out consistently yet. And maybe it is a next season some, thing. They've definitely, again, had some moments, mm. but not consistently. And we're in that time of the year where it needs to be consistently. You can't, you can't turn it off for a couple of day, games and then be like, oh, it's all right, we'll just turn it back on. It's, it's not how the playoffs work. Unless you're spicy P, of course, because <laughs> Siakam in the last – in the two <laughs> wins, he's been phenomenal. He's been unreal. So – They'll need a bit more of that, the Raptors. They'll need a lot more of that. Well, they're actually a good team to watch. They're they're so well coached, well drilled. They're long. They play defense. They play the energy. Oh, they're exciting watch. They just don't quite have that consistent star yet. And look, the men holding their Rookie of the Year trophy, he might be that. (laughs) Might be. Might be. It's going to take some time, but, you know... Scotty Barnes, I don't know. He he looks like the real deal out there. He's not shying away from the moment, mm-hmm. and he's making big plays at both ends. So we'll keep an eye on old Scotty. Scotty, yeah, I do like the idea of you know Drake being disappointed, <laughs> but he'll just swap you know swap to yeah. the seventy sixes. So or the Heat or anyone else. Yeah, literally anyone else. Yeah, just uh, not the Lakers. Yeah. All right. Well. NBA, wow. What a first round, uh, other than the Celtics series. <laughs> other than the Celtics series. I, ironically, on. that was one many tipped to be the most exciting, but it's... I loved it. Yeah, well, Celtics fans loved it, but any Nets or neutral fan, eh. <laughs> Meh to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing about Boston Celtics fans. We typically don't care what other people feel or think about our team. Unless, it, unless it's positive, then we're on board. Great chance for the Time Lord to rest up while the other games are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we'll be keeping an eye on that, getting him ready to, uh, as you say, slow down Giannis. But we'll see how that goes. Oh, look, that's the dream, mate. Ball, don't lie. NBL's wrapped up. NBA's wrapped up. Before we finish off the show here, Mal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a little segment missing this week. I was just too depressed to do it one last time. The little boom, 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 boom. boom. Bullets, boom so, boom, boom. look, <laughs> I only want to bring this up because those Cairns Taipans jerseys were fire. Did you see them? <laughs> those black jerseys. Oh, mm-hmm. they were sexy. Mm, so pretty. pretty. Anyway, the Bullets played Cairns again and lost again. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Half the roster out. So we'll use that as an excuse. But, oh, those Cairns jerseys. Oh, my God. I want to buy one. Well, would Taj you believe McCall, uh, link me up. the MBL store is having a 40% off sale? Oh, <laughs> this is not an ad. <laughs> Something to do with, uh, you know, being the end of the season. Oh, they're like, that is one of my favorite jerseys I've seen in the league ever. Uh, yes. That was amazing. Uh, one bit, one last bit of Bullets news, which would have been released as you're listening. Uh, I've just seen on the, on the line, Bullets major roster announcement being held on Wednesday, 9 a.m. Coach James Duncan will be making... An announcement of a marquee player on a multi-year deal. Most likely Nathan Sobey. Yeah. <laughs> but look, if it's one of these other guys that we're signing with no cap next year, yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Creaky, Gilding. Who's the other one? There's someone else I'm oh, missing. It's pretty much everyone, isn't it? Oh, no. They wanted to pair them up with, with Sobes. Mm. Yeah. Look. I'm assuming it it's probably Sobi, but if it is someone new, especially given that you know the you know other teams have now completed their season, you know Phoenix just finished their season. You never know, you never know. But could be Bryce Cotton. In fact, people will know because as you're listening, you'll know. Mm. But yeah. Keep an eye out. We'll, we'll obviously post it on our socials. It'll You would have seen it on our socials by now. Um, but hopefully some good news coming our way for the next couple of years. Because, gosh, be we need it after yes. this season. Yes. it's ooh. Some new signings, a clean bill of health for a season. It's the well, second was, year in a row. It's all been there on paper. <sighs> that, was, that was the big problem last year. Like we mm. had the Vic Law injury and just after that it was like, okay, well, yeah, all right. This year, ah, Sobes and a few other pieces just didn't gel like we wanted them to. And ah, next year, baby, next year. It's a great thing about sports. There's, unlike, uh, was it yeah, for the uh, Flint Tropics, there will be another game. <laughs> oh, hopefully it was a good announcement. Um, or you might just be sitting there listening, thinking, uh, you guys are idiots, it wasn't that good. But <laughs> fingers crossed it was fantastic. Yeah, well, surely it's just Tim Sung. Well, there's a lot of rumours out there. I mean, Bainesy, apparently he's around and getting mm-hmm. active. And mm-hmm. you've got hometown boy Brock Modem over in Europe, could always come back. Of course, Creek's been linked with the, the Bullets uh, quite a bit the last few months. Played NBL 1 here in Brisbane last season. You never know. 
very briefly. It but could just it could just be Nathan Sobey re-signing for two years. Uh, but we'll uh, that's what multi-year typically means nowadays. We'll go through that next week, of course. Uh, to wrap things up this week, Mel, uh, we do have little pack of crackem over there. A little pack of crackem. Uh, for the draft, we've got a upper deck collector's choice from 97, 98 with one, well, the GOAT, MJ, on the front of the pack in that glorious Red Bulls jersey. We're just going to completely ignore the, you know, that that Wizards jersey that was in there for a while, but it was gorgeous. That, that purpley Wizards jersey was. So we'll, we'll rock a draft. We've only got six cards in this particular pack. Let's see who we've got. Oh, this is really awkward because you've got the first pick in today's draft. <laughs> we have yeah. Michael Jordan in a oh, that guy was nice catch-23 card. Rather nice. We then have Eddie Jones for the Lakers. Very underrated role player. We then have, ooh, a Celtic. A Celtic. Oh, no. we've got cards. Shut cards up. stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. Twan. Antoine Walker. Ooh. Way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Kevin Edwards from the Nets. Two more cards stuck together, but that's all right. Sort of. <laughs> it's like out. these cards are really old or something. Yeah, a little bit. Uh oh, Stacy Augman for the Blazers. And then final card. We <laughs> <laughs> ah, final card. We actually have. You're so excited you dropped it. Yep. The Milwaukee Bucks. It's another. It's their version of a team card. Game night in <laughs> nine, NBA game night in 1997. 97 Bucks. Bucks. That must have been a place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Although they did have those. Was it purple lettering and purple stripe jerseys? Yeah, not bad. Not bad jerseys. Not bad jerseys. All right, mate. Oh, all right. Well, I've got first pick. Have yep. you still got that Bucks card handy? I do. Do you want me to use it to fling the MJ one over to you? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, thanks. <laughs> Pop Look, that one Do you remember last stack? week? Yeah. We could do the... Remember when I said, what was the card? Grandma Larry Johnson. I was like, uh-huh, now, should uh-huh. we take this out just to make things a bit even? No, no, no. Leave it in. Hey. I'll have that Jordan card. Thank you. Did you see me complaining? No. I live by the sword. I die by the sword. Oh, and you're going to die, baby. Uh, Should I see if this is worth anything? Yeah, especially before you, you know, dragged it across the table oh, there. But was it always ripped? It is now. <laughs> it is now. All right. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Well, anything after MJ is going to be tough from the 97, 98 era. Even if we had a Kobe, I don't think you... It'd still be, obviously, not as great as MJ. I'm sorry, but I'll pick a Kobe card <laughs> MJ. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend I wouldn't. Oh, uh, look, give me, give me Tuan. It was... <laughs> yeah, he was ahead of his time. It didn't work out. Danny Ainge arrived and instantly got rid of him, but uh, give me Tuan. Who you got, mate? Oh, that NBA game night card's still looking at me. <laughs> Uh, but look, having watched him for a few years as I started off as an early Kobe fan, uh, sort of 
the guy who's position Kobe ended up taking on the Lakers there um, is one Eddie Jones. So I'm going to go ahead and pair him up with MJ. That's a pretty devastating wing combo. Yeah, um, and I will add one Stacey Augman to my losing matchup. But they're going to have some fun. Don't, don't sit over there and play the victim card <laughs> and try and get some votes. I, I wasn't playing the victim <laughs> card. Uh, you know, MJ and... Me should be able to beat. <laughs> oh, Mel thinks you know. he has a basketball car. That's, that's cute. <laughs> hey, I know how to put cardboard into a printer. If I can make stuff. If you were a basketball card, what would what would you be doing on the card? Ooh. Like it has to be an in-game thing, not like a special yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got <clears> MJ <throat> just in a press conference here, but what what would you be doing in-game? Uh boxing out. <laughs> That's like, weird. I've never seen you do that. It's, that'd be a rare, rare shot. That's because you're not. As soon as that shot goes up, you're firing down the other end, mate. That's <laughs> you, you. Never seen me doing the grunt work. <laughs> oh, or rebounding. One of the two. Boxing out. Rebound. It's pretty much the same thing. But you know, one right. one step ahead. All right. What's oh, yours? No, then? no question. Maybe some sort of sweet dime behind the back. Probably my go-to pass. So, yeah, maybe throwing a behind-the-back pass. Okay, yelling at a ref. Heard it here first. <laughs> Look, there's probably more of those photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good yeah, times. Fair enough, good. fair enough. Well, that'd be my rookie card, I reckon. <laughs> that, was, that was young Dan, nice and angry. Then I turned into that wily vet, just throwing dimes. Yeah, yeah. The still, occasional still, yell at a ref. Still, still throwing words. Still but throwing words. Only when they deserve it. Okie day. Okie day. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll throw that up on the socials. You'll get to vote on which 2v2 team would win that matchup. I mean, surely anyone that picks against MJ's is taking the piss, but <laughs> hey, feel free. Stack the deck. Give give Mel the win. He, he wouldn't mind her. Always needs an ego boost, don't hey, you? Hey, I won last week. Yeah. I won the last draft we did. You so, did. You know, landslide two-thirds of the votes, mate. And, and maybe everyone hates me. I mean, I pick one of our Opal greats well, and I refs still lose. <laughs> so, refs love me. I'm delightful. Uh, when? Before we get out of here, Mal. Yes. Your machinations for the week. What's some yes. advice for the listeners out there? Oh, I've got some basketball advice this week. Um, oh, everyone can tune out right now. <laughs> All right, Mal, as you were. Righto. Uh, too often these days when people are, you know, in that defensive position, on the fast break, they're giving up, letting it go. Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep firing. Get your backside. Try and hustle your backside down. Get in front of – get in front. Or at least try to. Don't just give it up. I, I hate it at any level of basketball, whether it be in the NBA, where you see these massive dunks of guys just diving out of the way to not be in the poster or giving up halfway down – <clears throat> halfway down or at the three-point line so they don't you know, pick up the foul, don't give up on the play. Don't give up on the play. More to the point, no take fouls if you're outside the FIBA system. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess what would you rather see, a, a breakaway dunk with no defense or a foul at half court? Eh. I know what I'd rather see, mm. but... Of course, you're referring to FIBA here where you can't have take fouls anyway. Well, you can, but you'd be silly too, as mm. we've given on sportsmanlike. Yep. Uh, so get back, try on defense as best as you can. 
Yep. Or take that into real life. Don't give up on the play. Don't give up on the play. Perfect advice as we wrap things up here. Next week, we'll have a lot to talk about. Round one of the NBL final series. Come and go on. We'll know who's lined up for the grand final. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. NBL one North will be upon us. Yes. Mm, this weekend. Mm, really looking forward to it. NBA. And we've already had, and speaking of NBL one, uh, I know some people are losing their minds over it. Uh, Lauren Jackson's return. The GOAT. Yeah. Two Just big games. Two big games. And let's be honest. She's an amazing talent, always has been, and clearly, you know, obviously she's playing against some of the the team she was playing against. Yeah, you know, they're in that NBL one, you know, sort of category. And you've got someone who walked away from because of injuries a few years ago and was playing at an absolute elite level. Still and got it. Yeah, still got it, which is lovely to see. So she, as she said in her press conference, <clears throat> she might be able to have a, a really nice season here where she can then you know, make a decision on her terms, which it wasn't last time. So uh, two games in and the threes in that first game were pretty amazing. though. It must be said. Oh, I mean, to just come back and play like that when, you know, you've been out of the game for so long, she's incredible, hey? Like... Mm. Definitely. Truly, is. truly the GOAT. Um, but our NBL 1 North, our local league up here, kicks off this weekend. Looking forward to it. Still a few weeks till our first Caps home game, but that's all right. We're pumped for those. The floating floor. And when we get one, installed. we get seven in a row, baby. Whew. Seven home games in a row. So you'll be hearing these voices seven weeks in a row on the broadcast. Mm. Going to be magical. <laughs> but get around it, folks. There's some great games going on, some great talent on show. We've got to get out and support that local basketball. So if you can, get out there. Join us next week. We'll be chatting NBL finals, NBA playoffs. Probably wrap up the NBL One North. We'll talk to some interesting points going on there. Mm-hmm. Be a whole lot of fun. Crack some cards. Do what we feel. Do what we do best. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a special crack him next week. Ooh. Heard it here first. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We will love to have you back next week. So tune in when that drops every Thursday. Until then, just remember, that ball don't lie. It never does.